Welcome to The Personal Beethoven, an intimate look at the man behind the masterpieces, presented by pianist, conductor, composer, and educator, Michael Shertok. And now, episode two, The Young Conqueror in Vienna. Mozart died on December 5th, 1791. As is often said, on December 6th, 1791, the greatest living composer in Europe was Haydn. And Haydn had met Beethoven shortly after Beethoven turned 20. As Haydn was preparing to make his way to London, he had stopped in Bonn and invited young Beethoven to work with him. Certainly there was an understanding that the Elector of Cologne would underwrite these lessons, which is what happened. Haydn's relations with Beethoven and vice versa were complicated in Vienna. Haydn was terribly busy working on large-scale compositions, planning international trips, and he simply did not have the time or the inclination to carefully study all of young Beethoven's exercises in counterpoint. There were mistakes that he missed, and he probably just did not have the time or take the time to give that to him. As far as what he thought about Beethoven as composer, certainly these are two gentlemen of very different temperaments. Young Beethoven decided to take lessons in counterpoint in secret with the very fine composer Johann Schenk, and he also studied counterpoint with Johann Georg Albrechtsberger, who was the Kapellmeister at St. Stephen's Cathedral in Vienna, one of the most prestigious musical posts in the empire. Still, in Haydn's letter to Beethoven's patron, the Elector of Cologne, he states, Beethoven will one day be considered one of Europe's greatest composers, and I should be proud to be called his teacher. However, recently discovered letters indicate there were a lot of unresolved issues regarding money, and the elector was not happy to receive some musical examples from Haydn that Beethoven had written, which were clearly reworkings of music he had written while he was still in Bonn. Young Beethoven did a better job in his 20s than he might have later in his life of keeping relatively good relations with Haydn. He wrote down notes about taking Haydn for coffee, about purchasing chocolate for him at a meeting, and near the end of Haydn's life, when at a very prestigious performance of The Creation, Haydn was lifted on a chair and carried into a great hall. Beethoven was one of the professional musicians at the door cheering for him. How did Beethoven break into Viennese musical society so quickly? Vienna was certainly a society of many complex levels, but his letters from the nobility in Bonn, who were related closely to the emperor, gave him almost immediate access to the highest circles, and he broke into the salons of the nobility and to the homes of the most wealthy bourgeois and competed in these pianistic duels where his brilliant playing certainly impressed everyone. He was sometimes described as a rough player. Certainly many hammers and many strings bore the brunt of his wrath, but the rage in Vienna at the time was intensely expressive and effective playing rather than, let's say, perfect execution and polish the way apparently they expected in Mannheim. And he made a spectacular show 
As an improviser, everyone conceded he was without peer. Soon he was teaching the daughters of the nobility at high fees and actually on his way to becoming a very prosperous musician, even though he quickly lost his income from Bonn. Unlike Mozart, it was not necessary for Beethoven to burn his bridges when he went to Vienna. He remained friendly with the former elector, Maximilian Franz, who had to retire to Herzendorf after the Napoleonic Wars really resulted in the disassembling of the electorships. And Beethoven became accustomed after visiting the elector to spending summers in the country, and he would pick any one of a number of beautiful Austrian villages. And being close to nature was immensely important for him as a composer, but also important for calming him down and softening the edges of his personality. Beethoven could be a difficult friend to have. He could be demanding, he could be impetuous, he could even be crude. But he poured out his heart in letters offering love and support and friendship to his friends. He loved families. He cherished the friendship of both men and women. And in his own way, could be very rewarding as a friend. Certainly, there were instances of broken relationships, but he often worked hard to repair them. Beethoven spent most of his working musical time between 1792 and 1795 carefully studying counterpoint and composition, and despite his overwhelming confidence in himself as a performer, he did not actually put himself forward to the general public in a big spectacular concert as performer or composer until 1795, and actually decided to publish his first three piano trios as his official Opus One, despite having written many smaller pieces pieces when he was still in Bonn. His first three solo piano sonatas were published as Opus II and are dedicated to Haydn. I see and hear the influence of Haydn on these pieces as well, of course, as the influence of Mozart. All three sonatas are in four movements. They are rather like little symphonies in the style of Haydn with four movements. However, like Mozart, as the sonatas progress, Beethoven becomes more and more generous with the quantity of themes he puts out. Haydn was a little bit like a frugal German Hausfrau when it came to themes. Maybe he knew he was going to write over a hundred symphonies, and maybe he knew he was going to live such a long life and he needed to save them. Beethoven, like Mozart, was confident of his ability to generate motives, themes, and melodies, and he simply poured them out, particularly in the third sonata, Opus 2, Number 3. significant triumphs of Beethoven's first three years in Vienna was certainly his big public debut at the Burgtheater in March of 1795. He performed a piano concerto. He improvised. This was a benefit for widows and orphans. And in the system of Vienna, if you did enough of those, you were often allowed to have the theater for a benefit for yourself. And so he was paying his dues and making progress. In 1796, he began to make extended journeys to Berlin, to Prague. He was teaching with good fees. And even though Haydn, for really the next nine years, 
would be the king of all musicians and composers in the empire. Beethoven, rather like Napoleon, his star is rising and rising quickly. Next on The Personal Beethoven, Episode 3, Crisis and Conflict. <laughs> 